If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. To kick it live to a soundless height. I like to kick it too. I like the sprite in you. I like the lime and taste. I like a pretty face. I like the lemon lime. You say that all the time. The lime has the twist of unexpectedness. Like this. Who invited them? I don't know, but I'm with it. I like the sprite in you. Oh, thanks, Kid and Play. We also like the sprite in you. I am Mark Blankenship, your co-host for Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs, and I am pleased to welcome my sprite-tastic, lemon-lined twist of a co-host, Sarah D. Bunting. Hello, Sarah. Who invited us? Uh, Hello, Mark. (laughs) So, Sarah, we are here in the second episode of our Beats Around the Bush season, in which we are exploring hip-hop songs that we like from the late 80s through the early 90s. And you are the person who has brought today's selection to the table. So why don't you give us a little taste of what's to come? All right. Um, this is kind of a long story as to how we got here, but I I think you will enjoy the journey and have um, find many relatable signposts along the way. Um, return with me now, won't you? To those thrilling days of Law and Order Mothership yesteryear, and a Ooh. very famous first season episode ripped from the Bernie Getz slash Subway Vigilante headlines of the mid '80s. That episode is called Subterranean Homeboy Blues, which is um, not what it would be called today. One suspects, and it stars. Uh, I believe this is the first episode ever of law and order mothership except for the pilot, which was reached, but like this is considered episode one. Yes. I think so. It's usually marked episode two. And then they put what they shot first, first, like on the DVDs and in rerun order. Well, whatever. Yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt you. The point is very, very early. It, it may be episode four. I should remember this, but I don't, it stars Cynthia Nixon as a, um, Bernadette gets basically um what I did not know until teaching this episode in a college tv survey course despite having seen this episode about 30 times prior to that is that in the opening sequence when the black kids are moving through the subway car with a boom box the hip-hop track that they're listening to is future svu star ice t's rhyme syndicate on a track called coming through I was combing through the episode for trivia like this while I was prepping my lesson. So I had the captions on, which I almost never do when I'm watching TV. And Ice-T runs through a long list of his uh, associates, including Def Jeff. I have a clip from the Rhyme Syndicate, and here it is now. 
My word is my bond, because the ice will be no lie. I kick flavor while the crew at my back. Kid jazz everlast, low pro land, they cat down on the rock stop bob TDF, spin masters, bang on my man death jeff. You want trouble? We got it. You hear gun? We shot it. Wrecking and decking and sucker ducking, rejecting, we're clocking crazy, respecting, collecting money, we're checking, dissing, dogging, microphone hogging, radically speaking, monitor peeking. You get annoyed, worried, and scary. Beats are too different, styles too varied. What you gonna do? I'd run if I were you. It's 88 Punk Syndicate is coming through. Rhyme Syndicate. Um, just for you, there's a guy in there called TDF. <laughs> I know. I noticed that too. I was like, "Wait, what? Wait, My, what? The what? nonprofit theater institution where I used to work?" Yeah. Uh, without getting to, without like vanishing down a wiki hole about everyone else in that mention in that break, including artists called Bronx Style Bob, which I would love to know which <laughs> other Bobs this was distinguishing. Um, <laughs> the Spin Masters, Nat the Cat, Low Pro, amazing. Maybe we can just like keep going with the season forever and pick apart every single person in this rhyme syndicate um, <laughs> reference. I do not remember why I seized on Def Jeff out of this entire list, although it is worth noting um, that the captions may have mangled the verse and actually made it sound like a diss track. What, whatever the reason, I ended up down a wiki hole after Def Jeff. Um, and the first thing I found when I was looking around was dropping rhymes on drums featuring Etta James from an album called just a poet with a soul, which, you know, if you're just putting it out there on front street like that, <laughs> um, you know, p- poet poetry majors emeriti like myself are like, Oh, that, that could go a bunch of ways. Most of them aren't good. Um, but this grabbed me immediately, thanks in part to Etta, and uh, also to this El Scorchio sample from Chuck Brown and the Soul Searchers and a track called Blow Your Whistle. I don't think this charted, or if it did, it was like number 79 or something like that. I had never heard it before I went on this journey. Some of you may not have heard it. Uh, if you have heard it before, enjoy the reunion. Here is a clip from the beginning of Dropping Rhymes on Drums. Drop it till your soul feel free. Yo, man, give me that microphone and sit down Cause a brother like me is known to get down So get up on the rhyme and you'll find it's designed To give sight to the blind and enlighten the mind And the lines are arranged in a strange unorthodox style That knocks you out the box and blocks the competition On a mission fishing in an empty tank Coming up blank Crank the drums up so I can hear it And it sums up the thumbs up on the lyrics And I'm dropping it Heavy like lead With duct tape And you pick the perfect poet out the patch Scratches, I make the word match. Try to catch up and you'll break your jaw. Don't laugh. I heard it happen before. Some before. Said that. I mean, I have a lot of things to say. I'd like to hear from you, Mark. But first, I will point out before you begin speaking that Def Jeff has announced that his rhyming will cure the blind. <laughs> Comments, questions, <laughs> notes for the Vatican Council. Well, you know, one thing I... 
I somehow thought that you had been rocking with Def Jeff for decades, and I'm very interested to learn that he's a recent discovery. He is a relatively recent discovery for me. Yeah. I mean, I, f- I feel like I must have heard these songs before because this was the kind of thing that when I had like, whatever, that crappy summer job driving around New Jersey testing pools, which was a real thing, that I like, I would have heard that. I would have heard this and Jesus Jones, but like it, it felt very new to me and it may not be new. It may just be that this is like very um, solid, enduring flow from Mr. Jeff, who is actually Jeffrey Fortson and has been a producer on a bunch of other artists, including Tupac, Naz, etc. Well, I think that it's um, really awesome, though, that we're including in this season artists from this period that we didn't discover until later, because I think it just speaks to the fact that a lot of this music is pretty dope yeah um and i only know def jeff's name because of you and this show because you've brought him up before i had never listened to a lick of his music until we were preparing for this episode and i am so glad that i did uh it, it is not surprising to me to that he recorded on delicious vinyl which is the right same record label that brought us mc light and forthcoming subject of this podcast tone loke uh, because the, the 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 delicious vinyl artists all have this sort of loose, um, fun loving, everybody's here for the party quality that I really enjoy and recognize, and uh, I just think that he has got so much swagger in this song that he is able to back up with rhymes that make me laugh, like yeah. curing the blind, like. <laughs> You can just really talk a bunch of big shit about yourself if you can make somebody laugh. And it, it's just really awesome. He, his, you just have to love the, the the cockiness in a song like this because it's like, I'm cocky, but like, come on, you can't hate this. <laughs> and there's, I mean, there's a lot of what I hear as um, wink tipping to the audience. But it's like, don't laugh. Right. I've heard it happen before. And then you could like, you almost hear him just cut his eyes like, eh. I, I mean, I, I don't know. Like if if you have flow that good, you can make jokes about how you have flow that good. And the way that he bends rhymes around uh, to his will is um, like, I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's that like, uncommon in hip-hop of this era but he is he's moving at such a high rate of speed in this song in particular and you know rhyming jaw and before he's doing that sprung rhythm thing that i like to talk about sometimes to sort of justify my (laughs) english major existence (laughs) but um yeah it's just like pleasurable to listen to and it goes back to something that we were talking about in the last episode which is uh, about De La Soul, which is like, I don't think he necessarily takes himself that seriously, but he takes the the build of the song extremely seriously. And uh, like, I would love to read an oral history of his album process and just see how many takes this took and like if they were mixing live to tape and I I don't know, like that process is so fascinating to me. Like how, how was this made? It's, it's really cool. 
Yeah, I agree. And I think that you've hit on something that makes me enjoy his music also, which is the speed at which he's rapping, that it really is clear that he's he's just really adroit at at this type of rapping. And you can hear some of the other songs from the 80s. I mean, listen, God love the song It Takes Two by Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock. <laughs> but the flow in that song is a little herky-jerky. Yes. Let's put it that way. It is. And, uh, and you, I mean, as much as I love, you talking to me? No. Oh. Like. I mean. Okay. Yeah. Ask for another take, <laughs> Rob. Um, But Def Jeff is not in the, he is not stumbling over his words. And that makes his, he has the, the skill to back up his goofy boasts, which just makes it easier to enjoy them. He's got confidence plus skill plus a sense of humor. I think I want to date Def Jeff. (laughs) I feel like I'm just reading off my into list of things that I want in a personal ad. Yeah. I mean, well, and we'll um, get into that when we talk about the next song, which was his other quote, big quote hit a show shot which is like kind of talking about like oh you know this girl's a sure thing but he's also making fun of that Um, yes oh my god this is from the next album and it's a it's a couple of years later i think this was 91 that this came out um and keeping in mind that he's also in this um like larger sort of psa collective with ice t and others at this time um west coast rap all-stars and they had some single or movement or both called we're all in the same gang. Yep. So yeah, I mean that earnestness was definitely there, but in Fasho shot, which starts out with like this, um, almost, Oh my God, look at her, butt, like Brody, um, spoken word thing that is sending up like earnest hacky, sack culture and dude and stuff like that that uh there's this there's this um lightness to this and it's just like oh you know we're just having fun and i'm in my condo and what i kept thinking was this is positive k vibes like if if positive k wasn't listening to this constantly i mean i don't know if you were getting that sense let's uh let's hear a clip and then uh we can talk about the um influence tree a little more like in filipino i live in encino me and my parents just moved there from chino but they left to go to reno to play pokino so let's go to your house and let me play valentino she said let me think about it i i don't see no problem with it gonna kick it so off we go headed for the spot called let john the portable and said yo i got a for show shot bro shot I be cooling in my condo out in Cali, right outside Hollywood in the valley. My boys call me from home back in New York to see what's kicking, and they all want to talk about the Cali for showdies. And all I can say is Brody. You got to see him to believe him at a party. See the hotties with the body. Brody. I, I just want to know him. that the phrase, you hit the skiznins? <laughs> <laughs> I like, he keep, like the Eno rhymes, he just keeps going, and you could almost hear him being like, nobody's going to stop me before I get to Kino. All right, fuck you, Kino is. <laughs> like, that's just uh, utter, like, confidence, but also joy. Like, 
we have been saying, and in the last episode, we said it a bunch of times, like, and we've said it about grunge hits also sometimes, and it's like, does anyone here like this job? So I think a big part of what we're talking about in this Beats Around the Bush season is that even when there's messaging um, that people are enjoying conveying the message they're enjoying building these songs they're enjoying flowing they're just enjoying being good at it and having a good time at work and yes that's what you want like again god bless nirvana also and may kurt finally rest but that was not somebody who was having a good time visibly almost ever like let's enjoy our lives you can like he can really do this well and he loves that fact so good for him that is so well said it's the fact that you can tell that he is happy to show up for work today it is so appealing to listen to someone who is this confident and and is so pleased with his own abilities yes i like to watch gymnasts who are great at what they do and then smile when they hit the hard combinations you know yeah and you know, you asked me who I thought about when I heard Fashoshot for the first time. And I have to say, I was reminded of our conversation that we had years ago now about Pour Some Sugar on Me by Def Leppard. Uh-huh. Yeah, totally. Because th- that is a song that is so horny. It is so randy. And in another context, could really come across as very gross. But as we talked about at the time, Pour Some Sugar on Me has that magic quality where you can tell that they kind of mean it, but also don't. And if you don't want any sugar poured on you, they're not going to really care. Yeah. There's a sort of, there's a sort of how to put this. It's like the sexuality is real, but it isn't being used as a threatening weapon. Right. And so it's like, Hey, yo, I want to get laid. Don't you want to get laid? And there's just something about it being fun and not threatening that makes it so enjoyable to me and Def Jeff in this song is doing the same thing like he wants to get laid he is not apologizing to you about that he's actually in a good mood that he's horny because wouldn't you being horny is fun and I just can hear the playfulness in this and if a woman that he's interested in were to reject him I feel like he'd be like okay and then he would leave and I just there's something about that that it's like this is the this is the way I like horniness expressed in my music. And I don't know if I'm being very articulate, but I hope that makes some kind of sense. No, it it absolutely does. Like and also keep in mind that underlaying the clip we just heard is the fact that in all these rhymes about Reno and Kino are the fact that like he is able to get it on because his fucking parents are out of town. Like Yeah. That's right. <laughs> this is a like this is a pretty um non-threatening situation. Like this is someone whose mom is still making him an egg in the morning. So <laughs> But you're I think that's such a good comparison and I remember us talking about pour some sugar on me and just like our um fanfic about the conversation that's happening in this song between the narrator and the romantical object that it's like okay so i have a bag of dominoes sugar and um i have some handy wipes and whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen with your consent of course like it just (laughs) 
felt very like, all right, well, you seem into it so far that you seem to think I'm funny, so sugar? No? Well, that's cool. <laughs> exactly. And you bringing up the fact that he's with his parents also reminds me that in this song, he calls his friends back in New York so that they can talk about the honeys out here. Mm-hmm. And that's just that's just so charmingly immature and and there's an innocence to that where you're like yo i gotta call my friends i saw a lady in pumps she had pumps on and there's just it's very charming because it's very juvenile and i really like it and there's just that sense of youthful life and lust that come on is not necessarily a bad thing like being young and lusty is not perforce bad yeah there's and, a there's a there's a happiness about it here that I think is very endearing. Yeah. And we sometimes come back to in um some of the pop of this era, especially when it's like sex positive pop that's like, well, you know, is this problematic or is it just horny in the way that pop music has been horny since Frank Sinatra or since, you know, Mozart, let's face it. Or yeah, or since ladies were losing their minds for list. Yeah. Exactly. But it's like, this is an era during which, you know, when this song came out, I was walking around the quad wearing a t-shirt that read sex kills, go to Princeton and live forever. Um, So, you know, (laughs) sex positive songs in the era of, I mean, I think this wasn't necessarily the darkest of the darkness, but it was still a darkness that was over the whole culture and how you were going to continue to be a, um, you know, horny sexual person as many of us are under this penumbra of AIDS, HIV. I think yeah, it's a question yeah. for like every artist in every medium and So to hear this very sort of cheerful, like there's no sort of um, late breaking verse that's like, don't worry, I wore a condom. Like, it's just like, you know, I'm still young. It's still Southern California where everybody's, you know, walking around in bikinis like 10 months a year. My parents went to Reno to play Kino. Kino. They they won't be back till we knows day at let. Do you want to <laughs> come over and have some sex? And we'll just assume for the purposes of enjoying the song that a Jimmy hat was also present. Like that's to like pop music being sort of innocently horny feels like it maybe was rare. And this very sunny boner hop, <laughs> I'm into it. I just think it's great. I agree. And I would be remiss if I didn't also mention uh, one of my other favorite lyrics in this song, which is when he says, and I'm paraphrasing here, but something to the effect of, come on, sweetie, every time I see you, I got to bring a peace treaty. (laughs) It's just like a really nice way of being like, don't you don't have to act all highfalutin. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I got to go play Kino. Fred Flintstone's dinosaur was Dino. Oh, my uh, God. He just keeps going. Like, you really Attorney can. General Janet Reno. <laughs> we know. <laughs> I mean, he, yeah, he's really great. And he's really um, 
this under like undersung personage of hip hop from this era. And when you look at uh, the Wikipedia page, particularly for the second album, which is called Soul Food, and has a track featuring Tone Loke, who I guess okay. is. The- <laughs> I guess is the new Yvonne element around here. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Welcome, Tone Loke. You are you've reached Yvonne Element level. Oh boy. Um, with all your diacritical marks, bless your heart. Um, but there are some links to reviews, contemporary reviews that are like, you know, this should have been this underrated LA hip hop artist breakout and wasn't quite. And again, I don't think Mr. Fortson is like suffering for work. And there's definitely some impressive um, stuff on his on his Wikipedia page generally, but it's also a fairly short entry. And uh, I might have to just kind of immerse myself in even more research slash get into it with Bronx style Bob because. <laughs> Seriously, what were the other Bobs? Gowanus well, Bob? <laughs> I also feel like we cannot exit this podcast without noting that his Wikipedia page taught me that Def Jeff produced the theme song to That's So Raven. Yeah. And that alone is enough of uh, of a spoke on which you can hang an entire career, as far as I'm concerned. But uh, to have done that and released Fashow Shot, come on. Brody. Um, well, <laughs> the skiznis, the skiznis. Like, uh, you know, I didn't need you to love this, but I'm, I'm glad that that you both oh. hate it. And oh, uh, I, I'm here for it. I am here for it. I, I am so glad. And listeners, I hope that you, if you um, were reuniting with Def Jeff, welcome back, everybody. Um, and if you never heard it before, I hope that you dug it. And, you know, this season, we're just kind of going to Reno to play some Kino and hoping that we get lucky, as it were. So let us hear from you. What do we know? Yeah. Should we do an episode on Bronx style Bob and all the other unmentioned Bobs? Should we dig into the fact that Ice Tea is was seriously everywhere. He was like, he and Q-Tip were just like on every album somehow. <laughs> um, like the, uh, should we talk about the uh, hip hop to network procedural pipeline? Because we were thinking about talking about that. We want to hear from you at Talk Songs on Twitter, patreon.com slash mastass. Uh, we can't do this without y'all and would not try brodies Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs is hosted by Mark Blankenship, that's me, and Sarah D. Bunting. That's me. I also edit the podcast, which is a proud member of the Believe Network. Learn more at BLEAV.com. To learn more about us, submit song requests, get a pop chart reading, or buy a Mastis book, visit our website at MarkandSarahTalkAboutSongs.com. 
You'll also find all of our social media links there, too. That's Mark and Sarah with an H, talkaboutsongs.com. And for even more content and access to the Mastass Happy Hour, become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash Mastass. Thanks for listening. I'd like to give a shout out to my boy Uzi, Dev Jeff, Little Swanee, Meech, Ron Mack, and my other cousin Ron. This is another rough shot from the awesome. And you know what? Booty rappers, stay booty. <laughs> and we out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.